G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all have blind spots, although we hate to admit it. And as we know from driving a car, blind spots lead to accidents and accidents hurt. But what do we do about them? They are, after all, blind spots. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take a look at the blind spots in your life from a different perspective. Over the years, I've learned that I have quite a few blind spots. I'm a very trusting person. I don't expect people to do the wrong thing. I don't expect people to fail me. I don't expect people just not to do what they said they were going to do. Now, that's a strength, but it can also be a blind spot because I overlook, I have a tendency to overlook people's failures and weaknesses to my detriment. At the other end of the scale, other people can be really suspicious And it's right at the other end, but it still has consequences because it's hard when you're really suspicious to build trusting relationships. You may have heard me talk about in the past what I call hand grenade syndrome. You know, when someone's in their trench over there, it might be at work or in in a club or in a group or in a family, they get in their trench over there and the other party gets in their trench over there and all of a sudden one of them throws a hand grenade. Maybe it's a, a cranky or a nasty email. And the other one reacts and throws back a bigger hand grenade and the other one says, well, they're not going to get away with that. And so they throw a bigger hand grenade away. And so it goes on. We have blind spots. Sometimes it's about individuals and sometimes it's about groups of people. Sometimes it's easy to look at the unemployed and say, well, you know, if they only got up and got a job. Or even in churches, you know, one denomination looks suspiciously at another denomination Come on, people. What we do with our blind spots is we trade reality for some substitute. It might be a stereotype. It might be, well, I know what that denomination is like. They're all like this. Or it might be a picture where where we see someone at work and we think, well, you know, they're not particularly good at A, B and C, the things I've given them to do. They mustn't be good at anything. So we, we take the reality and we replace it with a lie. And instead of looking at that person through the glasses of reality, we look at them through the glasses of a lie. It's easy to undervalue a person. And it happens through a blind spot. It happens because we judge them quickly on the first couple of things we see them do or by the outside packaging. And what ends up happening is this blind spot robs us. We miss out on their potential. We don't realise what they're good at. They get disgruntled. They progressively become less effective. They resign and think, hang on, where did that come from? Why have they resigned? And all of a sudden we have to look for someone else to do the job, go and hire them, train someone new, pick someone with a different set of strengths and weaknesses and so the cycle goes on. It's what happens in life, right? 
How do we deal with those things? Who teaches you this life stuff? We're going through a series that I've called The Things They Forgot to Teach Us When We Were Growing Up. And if we continue to have these blind spots and don't do anything about them, we will continue to have crashes. And crashes will continue to hurt. The alternative is that we deal with them one by one. Now, I have to tell you, when I have to deal with one of my weaknesses, it's just not easy. And I know it's the same for you. Firstly, we don't want to acknowledge the weakness. And secondly, when we've gotten into a habit of doing something a certain way, it's really hard to change that habit. So what do we do about these blind spots? Where do we go? Who is going to help us and teach us some of these life skills? Listen to what Jesus said the very first time he got up to preach. He said, God has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, to give sight back to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to tell them all about God's favour. I don't know where you are in life, but for me it's not that long ago that I would have scoffed at that and said, look, the last place I am going to learn about life is religion. Well, it's not what I'm suggesting at all. What I'm suggesting is that when we unpack what this Jesus has to say, it's radical, it's life-altering, and somehow he has this knack of getting in your face and calling things just the way they are. He was talking to some people once, And he said, how is it that you can go to your friend and say, look, let me get a speck out of your eye. And at the same time, you've got a dirty great plank in yours. He said, you hypocrites. Jesus was not into hypocrisy. And when you read how he dealt with his 12 disciples, he was in their face when they were squabbling. He was dealing with the issues and he had some amazingly insightful things to say. Jesus somehow lovingly, effectively confronts our blind spots. He's real. And what we're going to do over these next couple of weeks is have a look at some of the outrageous and confronting and profound things that he has to say. And what I discovered was as I began to listen to this Jesus, to read what he said in the Bible. I know the Bible may not be a trusted book in your life. But sometimes we dismiss things because we have blind spots about them and their stereotypes. It is amazing how realistic what Jesus said is in the Bible. And so I began to read what he said, and then I began to pray about it. And Jesus promises, as we do, as we submit our lives to him, as we read his words and have a relationship with him, he sends his spirit into us to speak to us. Let me give you an example. One of the things that Jesus said is that if we are his followers... We should be like a light on a hill. And we should be shedding light into other people's lives. We should be like salt, adding flavour to life for other people. Well, that's what Jesus said. But how does that apply to me today? So I prayed about it and I really felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, what about your daughter? What have you done lately to be light and salt to her? Or or the co-workers in your ministry. Sometimes God really leads me to to pray for a a program director or a general manager of a a station somewhere. And I ring them and encourage them and say, look, I just have really been feeling to to bless you. Just very recently, God did an amazing thing. I'd been overseas to our our parent ministry in America, back to the Bible, and picked up a few things in the warehouse, a couple of books and some tracts and, and a box of coffee coasters with back to the Bible and a little psalm on there and a beautiful picture. I came back home again, and as we were unpacking, my wife said, what do you want to do with these coffee coasters? 
I said, I really feel that we should send them to this elderly gentleman in Melbourne who's been a long time contributor to our ministry. I just have felt he's been on my spirit lately to pray for him. So we sent him this thing. I just wrote him a lovely little note saying, you know, I really appreciate you and, and just been thinking and praying for you. Jesus somehow gave me an insight. Well, a few days later, he rang me and he said, you have no idea. He said, I've just come back from hospital. I've had an operation. I've got some blood clots. I've been really down and and I kind of walked out to the letterbox today and, and your little gift was there. He said, it just lifted me up so much. Jesus came to give sight to the blind. It's a profound promise. It's a promise we discover when we read his word and we let the spirit work in us through trust and faith. It's different, isn't it? It's maybe too practical. Maybe it's not what we expected. Try it. It works. What they forgot to teach us when we were growing up, there are plenty of things. Dealing with blind spots and letting Jesus teach us is one of the things that a lot of us were never taught when we were growing up. Join me again tomorrow. We're going to be talking about learning to listen. today, I was just wondering if I could ask for your input, a bit of help if you will, to guide me along the way. As you might imagine, we receive a lot of feedback to a different perspective from right around the world. And one of the most common things people say is, I wish you could teach more about subject X or whatever. So that got me to thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could be a bit more deliberate about that? Wouldn't it be great if I could get your input on the teaching topics that would really speak into your life? So could I ask you, when you have a moment, to head across to teachingtopics.org to have your say. It'll only take you a couple of minutes, and who knows how many other people right across the globe might be blessed by your God-inspired ideas. That web address again is teachingtopics.org. Just a few minutes of your time could have a powerful impact that ripples out into countless places that we can't even begin to imagine. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.